Welcome to Filed Under, a podcast about everything and nothing by a girl from everywhere and nowhere. Hey, it's Jade. I'm the girl from everywhere and nowhere. And this week, I want to talk about the nowhere that I went, which was actually my digital detox. Hey, friends. So I am getting back from my biannual. Is that what you call something when you do it twice a year? Um, I'm getting back from my biannual digital detox, which basically just means is there's two weeks out of the year that I take off of social media. For those of you who are new here by day, I am a social media strategist and content creator for a bunch of different businesses. (laughs) And for fun, I tell you about it. (laughs) Just kidding. This isn't a business podcast. It's literally about everything and nothing. But twice a year, I take two weeks separately to detox. I delete Facebook and Instagram apps off my phone, and I don't check my email or anything like that. And clients are all fully aware that there are two weeks out of the year that everything is scheduled and set to go up. But the date range that I tell them is when they are in charge of commenting and responding to DMs and, and, you know, the, the instant part of the social medias. So I am just getting back from this year's. I have been doing this now for six years. Wow. I have been doing social media professionally for over a decade, but only been detoxing for six. It's kind of a vulnerable story of how the detox got started. And I feel like I might be ready to share it with you today. So so here we go. I am the curator of the feeds, right? I for some clients, I am the creative director. I am styling the product or the thing or the event. I am styling it in a way that looks perfect for a photo or a video or whatever visual aspect we are going for. Then I write witty, engaging, scroll-stopping copy to get people to know what the story with that photo is as if the photo can't tell the story on its own. So I 100% own this, right? I own that I am a part of this perpetual looking way of life on social media until I wasn't. So back in the day when I was starting my own business, My business was in its infancy, you know, and if you are an entrepreneur or a business owner, you know that those early years are grind. It is, it's a lot. It is, you are on a personal development journey that you unknowingly signed up for. You are meeting all parts of yourself that you didn't even know existed, all while trying to pay your bills. (laughs) so in those early days I'm talking like the 20 teens I was I was really going for it I was 
we were creating images, styling them. They looked like straight off of Pinterest, but in real life, they were fantastic. They were amazing. I was really proud of myself for what I was doing. And then there was a birthday coming up that was in my brain, this timeline I had set of all of the things I should have by that birthday, the way that my life should look by that birthday. And I didn't have any of it. (laughs) I didn't have the house. I didn't have the partner. I didn't have a baby. I didn't have all of these things that I thought I would have by that time. And I got sad. I mean, I got really sad. And as that birthday got closer, I fell into the comparison game. And I have a feeling that many of you know what I'm talking about when I say the comparison game. It's that thing we do when we're on social media and we are seeing everyone's posts and we're like, I don't have that. And do I want it? I think I want it. Do I want it because they have it? Or they'll post something else about like a relationship they have or, you know, announcing a pregnancy or all of these things, right? The things that happen to other humans that they put out on social that brings up something in us that we either didn't know we had or we were really masking very well. So I fell into that and it was, it was bad. Let's just call it a mental breakdown for funsies. So I was actively in therapy and I had been avoiding talking about that with my therapist for a couple months um, because I was like, I can, I can do this. I can get through this. Oh, gosh, my life is, my life is okay. Yeah, my business isn't where that person's business is, and all this other stuff. And I was reading all of these like quotes, you know, like don't compare your chapter two to someone else's chapter twenty-two, and all that crap. It's not crap, but at the time I was feeling very crappy, and finally one day in therapy, they were like, so do you really want to tell me what's going on? And I did. And I told them that I was really struggling with this birthday coming up, that uh, this stupid checklist, I don't even know when I made this list of things I should have by this age. I don't know if it was something I made or if it was something subconsciously society put on me. Like, I don't know where it came from. Because I had never been that girl that had this plan. Like, I've never been a planner. I've never had, by this age, I'm going to have this. By this, I'm going to have this. By this, I'm going to have this. And I just never was that girl. And I don't know why that birthday was bringing up all of this stuff. And we talked about it. And I had said that, Instagram was particularly triggering me on a lot of things, making me feel unworthy, making me feel like I wasn't good enough, making me feel like I wasn't this blah, blah, whatever. And so my therapist's suggestion was to take some time away from the social medias. 
So again, if you are a business owner, you know, in those early days, taking time away from your business is terrifying and you are head down in your lane trying to build something. So taking time away feels like you're losing momentum. And so I was, I fought back on it and there were like a couple more sessions before I finally negotiated with my therapist, you know, because negotiating with your therapist is super healthy. (laughs) And they wanted me to take a full week vacation. They were like, you have been working for this many years. You haven't taken a vacation. And again, if you're a business owner, you know that that is difficult to do, can be difficult to do. I am in a different mindset of that now, but back then it was terrifying and they wanted me to take a week. I negotiated four days and they were fine with that. Well, I didn't even take four days. (laughs) I took like two. I barely did it. I deleted the apps off my phone like we had talked about because we had talked through how it would work, how I would do it. And I had deleted the apps off my phone. But guess what, guys? There's still a computer. And I will admit that out of those four days, I took two off. This was so long ago. My brain is struggling to, like, remember. But I did take two days off. And I still felt like shit. So at that point, the birthday had come and gone. And... I was still feeling like garbage and my therapist was very much, you need longer than two days. And I tried. I really did. I really tried. There are two times of the year that are ultra not fun for me on social. And I tried to do a detox around those two times. And it didn't work. It was like I was in this thing of like, oh, I just want to feel like trash about my life. And I did. Eventually, I don't know what happened, but eventually I got so tired of myself feeling like garbage and feeling like I wasn't worthy or I wasn't contributing because I didn't have these things that you're supposed to have by certain ages because who makes those rules? And in 2018, I did a detox right. I really wanted to drive the entire Highway 101. I wanted to drive the entire coast of Oregon from the tip of Oregon to the California border. I wanted to do it. It was like a thing I would have been wanting to do since I was a child and whatever. So... I was like, screw it. This is the this is the summer. I'm doing the detox and I'm doing this thing because I'm going through all these towns where there is limited, if any, reception. So I got a friend to do the road trip with me. We did 10 days and I told them what was going to happen. I said, this is going to be my detox. And they laughed because they had been with me for these other failed detoxes. (laughs) And they laughed and they were like, "Uh uh-huh, right, sure, yeah. Mm -hmm." But I had a plan, right? I had, and this is what I've learned since then is to have a plan, but more on that later. 
So I had the plan of they were they were only using their phone. My phone would be around for emergencies only. I deleted the apps off of it and it was turned off and it was in my bag. And they were like, well, what are you going to do for pictures? You're going to want pictures. I'm like, that's cool. I got this and I have a vintage, well, it's an antique film camera that I use for for fun and to be creative. And then I'm like, I'll bring two cameras. So I brought my film camera and I brought my my work DSLR camera. And they were like, "Uh uh-huh, okay. I think secretly, like in their brain, they were probably like, she's going to make it like two days again. There is no way she's going to go 10. So we did it. Um, That was the plan for the electronic portion of the trip. But we also didn't need like GPS or anything because all we were doing was literally driving the Highway 101. And we had made like camping reservations ahead of time. So we knew where we were going. And we were, yeah, that's right. We were camping because I didn't need the temptation of an Airbnb with Wi-Fi. That is also the second thing I've learned in my detox, my detox times. So we were camping. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Those of you who know me are like 10 days camping. What was this girl? What was this girl on? But I did it. And what happened is truly amazing. And it's seriously is like this, this detox happened yesterday is how clear the memories are for it. Because if you've ever done any kind of detox, you know, the New Year's sugar detox or whatever cleanse you've tried, you know that there are physical symptoms that come from removing those things from your body. So what was fascinating was we're on this trip day one. I'm feeling really great. Like, oh, yes, this is amazing. I am enjoying the scenery. I'm not worried about getting video for a short form video or a vlog or anything like that. Like, I'm not worried about any of that. And it was great. Day two the end of day two into day three, I started to feel so nauseous, like flu symptoms, but it was the middle of summer. So there was no way I could have had the flu. And I'm feeling these flu symptoms, but nothing is happening. And since then, I've done a sugar detox. And it's very similar to that. Like you feel like you're getting the shakes and stuff. Detoxing from your phone is literally like detoxing from any other substance. I mean, I can only say detoxing from sugar because that's all I've ever actively detoxed from. And I, I'm like freezing, but it's hot and I'm sweating and I'm shaking. And, and my friend is like, oh my God, you're detoxing. <laughs> like what? What does that even mean? He's like, your body is like, figuring out how to do life without your phone. And it's a thing. It was, it was crazy. But by the end of day four, it was like I had awoken from the longest nap of my life. My brain was clear. Colors were more vivid. 
like there was no fog on my brain. I was not thinking in Instagram captions. I was not looking around for a photo to take. What is the best looking? What angle is the light hitting that this thing looks the best? I was having complete thoughts. It was fascinating. It was like reintroducing myself to my brain. So day five and six, like the rest of the trip was phenomenal. I was present. I was having complete thoughts. I was engaging with other people we were running into at like the tourist spots we were stopping at. And I didn't check my phone. And by day eight, my friend was like, are you sure you don't want to turn it on? And I said, okay. So I turned it on like basically to make sure that nothing had happened with my grandparents or nothing had happened like with my dad or my nephew. But, you know, there were uh, like the string of texts that were coming through. It was overwhelming. And I was like, yeah, no one's dead. And I turned it off. So on day 10, we're like cruising back to where we live. And I knew when we hit service because their phone was blowing up like crazy. And I asked, when should I turn mine on? And they were like, well, whenever you want. You did it. You fucking did it. I'm like, yeah, I'm like not ready. Like, what is it even going to be like? And they were like, so don't do it yet. And I didn't. I didn't do it. Um, until the next day. And that is a mistake that I made that I've learned from and have now implemented a different way of getting back into the world, getting back into your phone, is that in 2018, I went the day after my detox, I just went full blown right back in it. All the emails, all the socials. I mean, can you imagine reinstalling your Facebook app after 10 days and managing like 10 accounts, all of the notifications that come up, there were hundreds of them. And for some reason, I felt I needed to check them all. So it was very overwhelming. And then I felt sick again. And I don't know why. I mean, maybe some of you who are like science nerds know why I felt sick going back in. But I I was nauseous like days after going back in. And what I learned when I came back from that 10 full days off of social media in 2018 is that I was a contributor to the problem of the perfect looking lifestyle. Me, I was I was part of it. I was a creative director, I was a social media manager, I was creating content. I was part of it. And when that realization hit me, it was was kind of gross because I don't know if you remember, but that was around the time when everyone started using filters. So a lot of women were starting and men were starting to use filters on their selfies And also one of my friends had a, I don't know if she was a preteen or a teen. She was like in that age group. And 
she was talking about how she wanted, how she only felt pretty with a filter. And then I was hearing that conversation more and more from other preteen and teen girls at like speaking engagements I would go to. And, um, well, I would be hearing it from like their moms at like speaking engagements and stuff that I would go to. And I sat with that for a year, like, I'm part of the problem. What am I going to do? Like this, this whole thing is changing. And, and in 2018, social media was like, I don't know if it was the, the middle of the sell, sell, sell marketing mentality, or if it was, you know, just after the beginning of the marketing machines that now Facebook and Instagram are, I mean, it definitely was not what it is now. Now they are both full-blown marketing sales machines, but I feel like we're at the end of that, but that's, that's a whole other thing. But in 2018, I couldn't tell if we were in the middle or still the beginning, but I knew that I was contributing to this, this mindset that, that women specifically were feeling of like, I'm not good enough. And I had sat in that two years before, right? Like I was recognizing when people were starting to fall into the comparison game and I'm like, oh my gosh, I am, I am the curator of the comparison game. Like not, I'm not entirely at fault, but I was part of it. And so 2019 hit, I was having some ideas of like, okay, I need to do my part and flip this because I... I love social media. Obviously, I wouldn't be working in it for over a decade if I didn't love it. And early on, I saw what it could do. And I had vowed to use my powers for good and not evil. Social media to me is like this great thing to meet like-minded people. Some of my best friends I've met through social media, you know, either through a Facebook group early on when those first started or you know, a blogger who I met through Instagram linked back to their blog. Like these are some of my best friends. I've met them on social media and I love social media. I love what it can be. What it is currently, I'm not really sure. I'm still trying to figure it out. But I definitely have figured out since the 101 detox, I have changed my methods for things. In 2019, I started experimenting with posting imperfect photos, you know, like where the the flat light isn't perfectly strategically measured out and an adequate amount of spacing between like more loosey-goosey. <laughs> That's right. I said loosey-goosey. But I started experimenting with making things with having the imperfection there. It was starting to get scroll stopped, but then 2020 and the whole world stopped. And 2020 was a big year, right? I don't think, I mean, if you were a grown up in 2020, probably even if you're a kid, you're going to remember it for the rest of your life. But the biggest thing that for me that 2020 did social media wise was we were all equalized. We all had this thing where we couldn't go out to our distractions. We couldn't, 
do anything. We were like inside. All we could do, our only escape from the inside was social media. And what I noted, what happened in 2020, I don't know. I mean, a lot of like, there's a lot of bad things that happened, but the good things that happened in 2020 is that we all had a sourdough starter, right? Maybe you didn't have a sourdough starter, but you at least like knew someone who did. And so what were people doing? They were talking about their sourdough starters. They were asking questions about what to do if my sourdough starter doesn't rise or what do I do with the the cast off from the sourdough starter? And they were like sharing recipes and the sourdough starter was the great equalizer. Everyone, like all all demographics had a sourdough starter, (laughs) right? And then the other thing besides a sourdough starter was people would talk about the plants they would buy on their grocery trips, right? They would introduce you to their new Monstera named blah, blah, blah. And they would show you like how their apartment over the time of not being able to go outside was turning into like a jungle. And people were talking and they were leaving comments and they were asking questions and they were they were humans, right? I can't even remember. I mean, early in the early days of Instagram, when you just needed an iPhone to get it, to have it, that is what it was like. And so I flipped how I was thinking about clients, the few clients I still had in 2020, because, you know, when money isn't coming in, the first thing to go is marketing and it should be the opposite, but that's a story for another day too. But the few clients I had in 2020 still, I, I looked at our followers as a community. I stopped looking, them at, looking at them as followers. I started looking at them as community members. I started asking them more questions. I started creating posts that sparked a conversation and engagement and like all of that. And our sales were gangbusters. Now, is that a, like contributing factor to that that there was nothing to do but online shop I don't know I probably but in my in my world I want to believe it's because that I created and was talking to a community and I do believe that that is part of why the sales were so good but when everything changed in 2021 I didn't change that and they're still pretty good because it's ingrained in our DNA to feel a part of a community. I've talked about this in a previous episode, but it is literally in our DNA to be a part of a community. That whole like it takes a village to raise a baby thing can be a metaphor for so many other things. You know, it takes a village to raise a puppy. It takes a village to raise a business. Like I honestly believe that. It takes a community of people to help you accomplish things. And I've kept that community mindset, but and some businesses were doing it too, but then as soon as everything got lifted, they went right back to selling. It is back to the selling machine. And that isn't working anymore. We're past that. I saw it in 2018 coming off of a 10-day digital detox. I saw what it was becoming. I mean, that's my job. 
but I saw this selling machine. It was coming and this, this curated look of your life and all of that stuff. When life is really messy and imperfect, and that's the future. I believe that that's the future is that the more of us who show up online as ourselves speaking to a community instead of contributing to noise, that's what sets us apart. That's what brings your people to you. You know, you can sit with a marketing person and create this fake ass avatar thing that you are never going to ever meet. It's going to be like your invisible childhood friend. But I'm the marketer who's going to ask you who this person is in your real life that we can talk to because we are real people. And I'm not saying that that avatar person that you made up doesn't exist. They probably do, but I don't know if you're going to ever find them. There are billions of photos and videos being released every second on social media. And so your little photo is competing with a dog influencer who has 6 million followers, (laughs) right? Like your, your business, your livelihood is competing with a dog influencer. Unless you are talking to the people who have chosen to press that follow button on you. Because those are your people, not this fake person you paid a lot of money to a coach for to come up with. It's actually the people who have chosen you. Out of all of the noise and all of the dog videos, they choose you. They chose your account for whatever reason. That's for you to figure out. But talk to them. Because they've, they're asking to hear from you. And they don't want to be sold to in every single post. Like, they want to create a connection. Because that is where we're going. People are aware now of what has been missing in their life. And they are searching for it. And out of all the dog videos, they found you. Engage with them. Ask them questions. And if you're on the other side of that, the people that you've chosen to follow, when they ask you something, engage with them. I've talked about it before, but it's very interesting how this isn't doing what it is intended to do, right? Social media is meant to be social. It's in the language. It's not posting ghost gram. But look at the clarity that comes out of days away from your phone. I didn't even get into the things that came through in this one, probably because I'm still processing them and figuring out what to do with it. But the biggest thing that came away from 10 days off of my phone in 2018 is that there is a new way and I've, and that new way is here and it is interacting with your community, looking at them as a community. Stop counting your followers. Like what mayor of any town every day 
goes to their town square and counts how many and thinks about and counts how many people live in their town. I don't think any mayor does. That is essentially what you're doing if you are opening up and and obsessing over your follower count. It doesn't matter. But if you're still intrigued about the digital detox stuff, I'm here for you. I do believe that one day I will write something bigger and create something bigger surrounding that. But for right now, it is what it is. It's two weeks out of the year and sometimes random weekends that I uninstall the apps on my phone. And I actually sit with Jade (laughs) because there's not a lot of time that I just sit with her. And I would encourage you. If you are finding yourself falling in that comparison game, I mean, I know we're like at back to school time and and kids going off to college time. So maybe that is maybe those posts on social are bringing up stuff in you you didn't know existed. I give you permission to step away and you shouldn't even need my permission, but it seems like we need permission to do stuff now. So you have permission to step away. It's all going to still be there in your feed when you're ready to come back. Social media can be beautiful. And it is beautiful if we start looking at it with intention instead of adding noise. So thank you for listening. But seriously, in all seriousness, if you wanted some guidance or how to go about a digital detox or what to expect on it. I'm happy to answer any of your questions. Just feel free to send me an email. Um, It's linked in this website's profile. Yeah, I'm happy to answer any questions. I think it's important for your mental health to detox. I know that if I wouldn't have figured out how to do 10 days, I don't, I think, we would be having a very different conversation right now. And I think that my life would be in a very different place because that comparison game is a strong one. (laughs) But I'm grateful that my mindset was stronger. And if I can help any of you get through that, I'd be honored. So I'm going to file this one under the old digital detox. And I hope that it helped some of you and I hope maybe it sparked some thoughts in you, but I'm here for you guys. It's tough out there. We got to stick together. So thank you for listening. I look forward to talking to y'all soon.